0: What up? And we're back!
1: Hi, I'm Mark. I'm a guy.
0: I'm Andrea. I'm a bride.
1: We're reading the Bible. Welcome back, everybody.
0: Tonight we're going to read 2 Samuel 8, Psalm 48, Ezekiel 8, and Luke 12,
1: 13-48. I wonder if some people are like, why do they pick such random things?
0: Well... A former church of ours had this daily Bible reading plan, and it's very specific. It really is. And you read the whole Bible in a year, if you follow it.
1: So it's not really broken up into like um, topics, per se.
0: Well, it's... It's broken up into genre. So right now, the we're four reading genres. the Pentateuch, Pentateuch the um, and History of Israel, is um, Second Samuel. And then Psalm and psalms and wisdom literature. We're reading psalms, and then we also read Ecclesiastes and We've Song read proverbs, of Songs. Right? Yeah, I don't know if they have proverbs listed with that. Isn't that kind of funny?
1: We did that with our other.
0: Yeah. Oh, no, um, and then Chronicles <coughs> and Prophets. We're reading Ezekiel right now, and then the Gospels and Epistles, and then so in the oh yeah, psalms and wisdom literature. That's where we read. Proverbs. Okay. So it's those four categories. So you kinda get a uh, more
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, what's the word I'm thinking?
1: Streamlined, broad.
0: Broad. Like the continuity yes. of the Bible. Yeah. With each reading. Yeah, I like that. Yeah.
1: Um, so if you are curious if you can get a copy of this, the answer is, well, no. <laughs> because it wasn't like we ordered it from somewhere or created it ourselves. Um, we actually just don't know how to, unless we took a a picture of it and posted it. Um, but anyway, there's a ton of them available online. Uh, you can even go to the YouVersion website for, if you have that Bible app, they have a several different, I know I use the Bible on faithlife.com. They have a couple different, um, read through the Bible programs as well. So we're just enjoying this one a lot. Uh, I really am enjoying this one because it just seems to constantly overlap. Yep. I love that. So uh, let's pray. You get this time.
0: Dear God, thank you for today and um, thank you for getting us through some heavy days and some busy days. I pray that um, we can focus on what you want us to really get from each of these chapters tonight. Thank you for providing us with each other and with your word, and with commentary and just ways to learn more about you and about your will and how we can be more like you. And I pray that you can bless this time. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen. Hi, Keith.
0: Hi, April. Hi, Susan.
1: Oh, should we say hi to um, also uh, Mr. Walker and his bride? Because I'm sure they're listening by now. Hey, Lainey. (laughs) You're not going to say hi to
0: Mr. Walker, too? Well, we're... That would be inappropriate.
1: Oh. Um, hi. Mr. Walker. Sir.
0: We fancy like...
1: Applebee's... What are we...
0: Let's have like a parody. Because like, we don't do chains.
1: We really... Well, we
0: fancy I, like... Um... The kitchen on Court Street.
1: That's good. That is
0: f- actually fancy though.
1: Yeah, that kind of is a fancy little diner. Right. Yeah.
0: We fancy like Nancy's...
1: Nancy Joe's Nancy Burgers Joes and Fries.
0: French Fries.
1: Yeah, and they do. Uh, they do Oreo shakes. Well, we get peanut butter and chocolate. Peanut
0: butter, chocolate. Fancy shake.
1: like peanut butter. Never mind.
0: I think anyway. We're, uh, so right. right. we're fancy those... like an Oregon burger chain. Pretty much.
1: If you are joining us for the first time, second time, or have been... That was our today, banter section. That was our banter section. Thank you for joining us. That
0: actually yes. happens pretty organically.
1: It really does. The we banter. We kind of talk like this all the time anyway, though.
0: Welcome to our living room.
1: Yes, you are in the living it's room.
0: It's so messy that there's nowhere to sit.
1: Well, no. We, we cleaned off a section here.
0: Mm, it's mostly my mess. Not going to lie.
1: Well, the fact that we're both teachers now, um, I don't know. We just kind of moved from one pile of books and papers to another pile of books and papers.
0: True story. All right. 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 Second Samuel 8.
1: David is up to shenanigans of
0: death. David's conquest for the kingdom.
1: That's what I said.
0: Philist- <clears throat> Philistia, Moab, Zobah, Aram, and Edom.
1: Methegama. All right, here we go. Megadeth is in the books. Chapter 8. Turn with me if you would. Turn them pages. Thank you. It happened afterwards that David attacked the Philistines and subdued them. And he took Mepheg from the hands of the Philistines. And when he defeated Moab, he measured them with the cord, making them lie on the ground. He measured two cords to kill and the third cord to let live. Holy moly. Let me just pause on okay, that. Okay, I have
0: a commentary on that one.
1: I said literally the filling of a cord. Do You don't have a commentary? I do. Oh, read it out. But
0: finish the verse.
1: Oh, I'm so sorry. He measured two cords to kill, and the third cord he let live. So Moab became servants of David, bringing tribute.
0: Okay, so this says, this verse may be understood, (coughs) this is Ryrie, the New American Standard. Ryrie. This verse may be understood to mean that David spared the young Moabites, whose heights were equal to that of one measuring line, and executed the adults, whose heights were equal to two measuring lines. Or it may mean that one out of three rows of soldiers was spared. I Either way, you know this is hard
1: can me. I give me. You, can you give you darker commentary by, uh, by uh, sure. the faith life here? Verse 2, Moab, David attacks the Moabites, even though they had formerly shown kindness to him and were his distant relatives.
0: That doesn't say anything about the... And
1: I'm just pointing out that uh, these were cousins.
0: Okay, anyway, go ahead.
1: I know, 1 Samuel 22, 1 Chronicles 18. Man, David, we love you. Okay, where are we at? Alright, verse three. Then David struck down oh, Hadadezer, the son of Rehob, King of Zoba. pop when he went to restore his monument at the Euphrates River. David captured him, captured from him one thousand and seven hundred horsemen, twenty thousand foot soldiers, and David hamstrung all the chariot horses. But from them, he spared a hundred cherry horses. When Aram of Damascus came to help Hadadezer, the king of Zobah, David killed 22,000 men of Aram.
0: I don't think he did that all by himself.
1: No, but the king always gets the cred. David placed garrisons in Aram of Damascus, so Aram became servants of David, bringing tribute, or taxes in this case. Yahweh protected David everywhere he went. David took the small round gold shields, which had belonged to the servants of Hadadazer, Hadadezer, and he brought them to Jerusalem. From Betach and from Birothai, thai, the towns of Hadadezer, King David took very many bronze items. When Toi, T-O-I on my Bible, The king of Hamath heard that David had defeated all the army of Hadadezer. Toi sent Joram, his son, to King David to greet him and to congratulate him because he had fought against Hadadezer and defeated him. For Hadadezer had often been at war with Toi. Toi? Toi? And I got a little note there. Hold on a second. Uh, Oh, he was a man of wars with Toi. He brought with him objects of silver and objects of gold and objects of bronze. King David dedicated them also to Yahweh along with the silver and the gold that he had dedicated from all of the nations which he had subdued, from Aram and from Moab and from the Ammonites and from the Philistines and from Amalek and from the plunder of Hadadezer, the son of Rehob, the king of Zobah. So David made a name for himself when he returned from defeating Aram in the Valley of Salt, 18,000. He put garrisons in Edom, And all over Edom he put garrisons, and all of Edom became servants of David. Yahweh protected David wherever he went. David reigned over all of Israel, and he was administering justice and righteousness for all his people. Joab the son of Zariah was over the army, and Jehoshaphat the son of Ahilud was secretary. Zadok the son of Ahitub, and Ahimelech the son of Abiathar were priests, and Sariah was scribe. Benaiah, the son of Jehoiada, was over the Carathites. And the Pelethites and the sons of David were priests. Wow. Whole lot of bloodshed. Whole lot of protection from God. It was um, David basically taking the land of Israel, just like God wanted to do all along.
0: So I only have like kind of a random note. Go for it. Um, eight four it talks about horsemen. Mm-hmm. So this says, uh, apparently a copyist error in place of 1,000 chariots and 7,000 horsemen, because it says 1,700 horsemen. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot more. Um, and they reference LXX, which is the Septuagint. Yeah, and First Chronicles 18. Hamstrung. So it says, hamstrung the chariot horses. And that means disable them for military activity by cutting the back sinews of the hind legs. That's Correct. mean.
1: It didn't kill them, so they're able to be used for like farming. and. But
0: they couldn't be used for battle. They
1: couldn't be used in battle. They couldn't run hard. Okay.
0: And then... Because they didn't want to
1: kill them, just they didn't want them to have the, that kind of advantage. Yeah.
0: The only thing I have, 817, the priestly line of Zadok, a descendant of Aaron through Eleazar. And this is from First Chronicles 6. Eventually replaced that of Abiathar, with, who Samuel... Predicted, he predicted that would come to an end in 1 Samuel three. Nice. So just that continuity again of prophecy.
1: Was, we're going to get through First um, and Second Samuel, and then we when we get into Chronicles, we're going to revisit a lot of this with a different, um, different historical page. yeah. All
0: right. Anything else you got? No, I'm good. Let's keep going. Psalm forty eight. Forty eight. So we're not going to clap our hands. That was 47. Okay. In this song of Zion, the psalmist praises God in Zion, or Jerusalem. His dwelling place describes the defeat of the city's enemies, offers thanksgiving, and invites the people to praise and trust God. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised in the city of our God, his holy mountain. Beautiful in elevation, the joy of the whole earth. There's a song in this one. Isn't there? The joy of the whole earth, right? Not What?
1: I thought I knew all of them.
0: The city of our God. I don't know this one. joy of all the...
1: Oh. I thought the first verse okay. was it.
0: Uh. Okay. the first verse. I don't remember. In that Mount Zion, in the far north, the city of the great king, God in her palaces, he has made himself known as a stronghold. For lo, the kings assembled themselves. They passed by together. They saw it. Then they were amazed. They were terrified. They fled in alarm. Panic seized them there. Anguish as of a mother in childbirth. With the east wind you break the whips of Tarshish. As we have heard, so have we seen, in the city of the Lord our host, and the city of our God. God will establish her forever. We have thought on your loving kindness, O God, in the midst of your pe- temple. As is your name, O God, so is your praise to the ends of the earth. Your right hand is full of righteousness. Let Mount Zion be glad. Let the daughters of Judah rejoice because of your judgments. Walk around Zion and go around her. Count her towers, consider her ramparts, go through her palaces, that you may tell it to the next generation. For such is God, our God forever and ever. He will guide us until death.
1: Can I read mine here? It says, consider well her ramparts, go through her citadels, so that you can tell the next generation that this is God, our God, forever and ever. He himself will guide us until death. I like that emphatic language.
0: So only a couple notes I have forty eight seven ships of Tarshish, though the greatest of ancient ships, they could not withstand God's mighty power. Mm. And then Lord of Hosts, we got that from First Samuel. Says the first for the significance of this military term. Do you Remember that First Samuel one three. I
1: actually, don't have that on it, but yeah, I've also got a note on Psalm twenty four ten.
0: Um, kind of want because we no, just yeah. read First Samuel, yeah, I thought we maybe we could revisit it, especially. We have a daughter who's in the shower and she Wait. is this the queen staller. Oh, so yeah, oh, yeah. We she'll have, take a
1: forty five minute shower. We'll probably have
0: thing. to pause after this, but we have some time. Um the Lord of hosts military figure relating referring to God as the one who commands the angelic armies of heaven, remember? Oh yeah. And the armies of Israel. That
1: would be the unseen realm.
0: The term emphasizes the sovereignty the and counsel. omnipotence of God.
1: And on my note for Psalm 2410, my favorite psalm, who is the king of glory? Yahweh of hosts.
0: Yeah, remember we He is the king. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So he's in charge not only of heaven and of earth. So just I think it's just yeah. that comparison in that psalm.
1: Uh, one note I've got I just want to throw in there since you... Oh, goodness gracious. I might have to just forego that. Do you remember um, there it is. The psalmist describe the futile attempts in verses 4 through 6 of enemy nations to overthrow Jerusalem or Zion. As soon as they see the city, they retreat in horror and amazement. Isaiah thirteen eight, And it says, And they will be dismayed. Pangs and labor pains will seize them. They will tremble like women woman giving birth. They will stare at one another, their faces flushing. That's pretty awesome. God's mm. got a little, like, you know... Surprise!
0: Weapon.
1: Yeah, little, little something up asleep. Oh, I just love the joy that's in that psalm, though. Knowing that God is in your in your corner, man. And yeah, but what from.
0: if he wasn't? Oh.
1: Oh yeah, then you run away thinking that you're having a baby. That's crazy.
0: My babies didn't want to come out, and it still was really scary. <laughs> ah, oh, my gosh! I love this woman. Where are we at? Ezekiel, Ezekiel. eight.
1: Ezekiel eight.
0: A vision of wickedness in the temple, man. Ezekiel. He had He's some got a lot hard to say, man. Stuff. Is he gonna say some happy stuff?
1: No. Well, no. No. Well, sort of. Um, the 30s. The 30s are interesting. We, we get up there.
0: Yeah, uh, but Ezekiel. I'm looking at a lot of.
1: Oh, it's a lot of bad news right now. This bad is news the matters. abominations in the temple. So I, I have a
0: little intro. You thing here. Do it. This vision occurred fourteen months after Ezekiel's call, time enough for his hair to have grown back.
1: Oh, because he shaved his hair. In
0: it, he was transported to Jerusalem to relate to the exiles in Babylon, the utter degradation of Jerusalem, so they might understand why God would judge the city so severely.
1: Okay. I will read mine real quickly Ezekiel 1 through 8, 8 1 through 18. Ezekiel's vision of the temple in Jerusalem picks up on themes and imagery from his inaugural vision in Ezekiel's chapter 1, 2, and 3. The vision of the defiled temple extends through chapters 8 through 11, because we have two more chapters, three more chapters to go through, and foreshadows the end of the book. The prophet describes a vision of a restored and rebuilt temple in chapters 40 through 48. There's your good news. The vision in this chapter takes Ezekiel through the temple to witness scenes of idolatry that his divine guide promises will escalate in severity. These abominations in the temple are Yahweh's justification for rejecting Israel, removing his presence, and punishing his people. Lord, give us wisdom to hear what you have to say here. And then in the sixth year, in the sixth month, on the fifth day of the month, I was sitting in my house, and the elders of Judah were sitting before me, and the hand of the Lord Yahweh fell on me there. And I saw and look a figure like the appearance of a man. My note says, from the appearance of his waist, he had the appearance of a man from the appearance of his waist and below was fire. And from his waist and upward was like the appearance of brightness, like the outward appearance of Amber. And he sent out the form of a hand and he took me by a lock of hair of my head And the Spirit lifted me between earth and heaven, and it brought me to Jerusalem in visions of God to the doorway of the inner gate that faced north, at which there was the seat of the image of jealousy, which was making jealous. Why couldn't God have just simply said, Hey, Ezekiel, can you come here? I got
0: a commentary on that.
1: such an intense imagery. 8.3
0: Eight three, though his body remained in Babylon, Ezekiel was transported to Jerusalem for the vision of chapters eight through eleven. The idol of jealousy, perhaps a replacement of the image of the goddess mm-hmm. Asherah, originally set up by King Manasseh and subsequently destroyed by Josiah. Uh, no, that would just be a trip.
1: Oh yeah, this is crazy. I'll, I just want well, to touch here on my notes. Uh, the hand of the Lord Yahweh fell on me. Ezekiel frequently describes his interact, interaction with God in very physical. Anthropomorphic language, which you totally get. A uh, two, a figure like the appearance of. That means the same human-like divine form Ezekiel described in chapter one. He remains cautious in his descriptions. Amber is a word used only by Ezekiel in chapter one verse four. The form of the Hebrew word here for the form of is uh, tabnith, and that indicates a pattern for construction. Ezekiel uses that word uh, synonymously. With words for likeness and appearance. It just happens to be his language. It took me by a lock of hair, introduced in the visions of God. Okay, so now we're, we started supernaturally here, and we're going to keep going. All right, verse 4, and look, there was the glory of the God of Israel like the vision that I saw in the valley. And he said to me, mortal, lift up now your eyes toward the north, And I lifted up my eyes toward the north, and look, there was to the north of the gate of the altar of this image of jealousy, this idol of jealousy at the entrance. And he said to me, mortal, do you see what they're doing? Great detestable things that the house of Israel is committing here so as to drive me from my sanctuary, and yet you will see again greater detestable things. And he brought me to the doorway of the courtyard, and I saw and looked a hole in the wall. And he said to me, Son of man, dig now through the wall. And I dug through the wall, and look, there was a doorway. And he said to me, Come and see the detestable things, the evil that they are doing. And I came and I saw, and look, all kinds of creatures and detestable beasts and all of the idols of the house of Israel were carved on the wall and around And seventy men from the elders of the house of Israel and Jehazaniah, the son of Shaphan, was standing in the midst of them. And they were standing before them. Each one had his censer in his hand, and his fragrance of the cloud of incense was going up. And he said to me, Have you seen, son of man, what the elders of the house of Israel are doing in the dark, each in the inner rooms of his idol?" For they are saying, Yahweh isn't seeing us. Yahweh has abandoned the land. And he said to me, still you will see again greater detestable things that they are doing. And he brought, I'm going to pause for a sec. I just had this overlay of Jeremiah. Remember we were having that conversation with Jeremiah where Jeremiah was being told to prophesy this and we were seeing a lot of narrative of the the culture and the, and the people. Mm-hmm. And you had a couple great questions like, man, why is... I mean, we had the false prophets coming against Jeremiah and stuff. This seems to be the behind the curtain. So we have Jeremiah on the ground, right? Mm-hmm. And now we have Ezekiel actually like, okay, but this is what Jeremiah did in prophecy. This is the details. and okay. You know, the devil in the details, if you will. Oh, okay. So this is what God is saying. You're doing this behind closed doors. I'm not having Jeremiah talk about that. I'm going to have Ezekiel expose you. But Jeremiah, you're going to talk about this stuff. Oh, okay. Ezekiel, you're oh, okay. gonna talk about this stuff. So if you overlay these two
0: because it's around the same time. Yeah, then you can okay.
1: really see that God why God is so angry. It's not just that Israel was unrepentant. This is what they were doing instead of repenting. It wasn't just a rejection of God. It was so much more. It was a replacement. Okay, so I want to say. I just had to bring that up. And he brought me to the doorway of the gate of the house of Yahweh, that is toward the north, and look. There were the women sitting, weeping for Tamaz. And he said to me, have you seen, mortal? Have you seen? Still, you will see again greater detestable things than these. It just keeps getting worse. And he brought me to the inner courtyard of the house of Yahweh. And look at the doorway of the temple of Yahweh, between the portico and the altar. There were about 25 men with their backs to the temple of Yahweh, and their faces toward the east, and they were bowing down toward the east before the sun. And he said to me, Have you seen, son of man? Was it too small a thing for the house of Judah to do the detestable things that they did here? For they filled up the land with violence, and they provoked me to anger again. And Look, they are putting the branch to their nose. So I will act in rage, and my eye will not take pity, and I will not have compassion. And they will cry in my ear with a loud voice, and I will not... Hear them! Wow. What does Riley have to say, babe?
0: Um, not a whole lot. It talks about you know seeing the frescoed room where <coughs> elders were worshiping. Mm-hmm. Tammuz in fourteen is a okay. Babylonian deity, husband of Ishtar, who after mm-hmm. his death supposedly became god of the underworld. Some have understood him as a vegetation deity, dying in the heat of the summer and rising in the spring. Base okay. immortality, immorality was connected with this worship. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then 817 the abominations. Ezekiel had seen the people in idol worship, spirit worship, Tammuz worship and sun worship.
1: No, you like dates. Look at this. This event occurs mid-September 592 BC.
0: I'm not really that into dates.
1: We're in mid-September. Oh, okay. I'm just saying, well, you like the you've been comparing the year of
0: No, I'm just trying to like see where its relation to is to um to other prophets.
1: I want to touch on a couple things, because a lot of people get up on numbers, so I just wanted to, uh, there was a thing about 70, here it is on verse 11, 70 men from the elders. The number of elders signifies the upper level of leadership in Israel, compared to Moses' selection of 70 elders in Numbers eleven twenty four, and the presence of 70 elders in Exodus 24-1. That's one of the significant things that we can skip over because we don't get the history of it. Uh, so that's why, if anybody's looking, you can go back and check out that uh, Numbers eleven twenty four and Exodus twenty four one. Uh, is anything else catching my eye? I don't think so. Would you like to take us to our uh, our next phase of sure. Reading?
0: Luke twelve thirteen to forty eight. Someone in the crowd said to him, "Teacher, tell my brother to divide the family inheritance with me." But he said to him, "Man, I wonder mortal.
1: <laughs> I think this one's man. Who
0: appointed it. me a judge or arbitrator over you, boy?" Then he said to them, "Beware and be on your guard against every form of greed, for not even when one has an abundance does his life consist of his possessions." And he told them a parable, saying, The land of a rich man was very productive. And he began reasoning to himself, saying, What shall I do, since I have no place to store my crops? Then he said, This is what I will do. I will tear down my barns and build larger ones. And there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, you have many goods laid up for many years to come. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, You fool, this very night your soul is required of you. And now, what will you... And now... Who will own what you have prepared? So is the man who stores up treasure for himself and not rich toward God. And he said to mm. his disciples, For this reason I say to you, do not worry about your life as to what you will eat, nor what nor for your body as to what you will put on. For life is more than food, and the body more than clothing. Consider the ravens, for they neither sow nor reap. They have no storeroom nor barn, and yet God feeds them. How much more valuable you are than the birds. And which of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life span? If then you cannot do even a very little thing, why do you worry about other matters? Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. But I tell you, not even Solomon in all his glory clothed himself like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass in the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the furnace, how much more will he clothe you, you men of little faith? And do not seek what you will eat and what you will drink, and do not keep worrying. For all these things the nations of the world eagerly seek, but your father knows that you need these things. But seek his kingdom, and these things will be added to you. Do not be afraid, little flock, for your father has chosen gladly to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to charity. Make yourselves money belts, which do not wear out, an unfailing treasure in heaven, where no thief comes near, nor moth destroys where your treasure is there your heart will be also Mm -hmm. be dressed in readiness and keep your lamps lit be like men who are waiting for their master when he returns from the wedding feast so that they may immediately open the door to him who comes and knocks blessed are those slaves whom the master will find on the alert when he comes truly i say to you that he will gird himself to serve and have them recline at the table and will come up and wait on them Whether he comes in the second watch or even in the third, and he finds them so, blessed are those slaves. But be sure of this, that if the head of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have allowed the house to be broken into. You too be ready, for the Son of Man is coming in an hour that you do not expect. Peter said, Lord, are you addressing this parable to us or to everyone else as well? And the Lord said, who then is the faithful and sensible steward, whom his master will put in charge of his servants, to give them... Their rations at the proper time. Blessed is that slave whom his master finds so doing when he comes. Truly I say to you that he will put him in charge of all his possessions. But if that slave says in his heart, my master will be a long time in coming and begins to beat the slaves, both men and women, and to eat, drink, and get drunk. The master of that slave will come on a day when he does not expect him and an hour he does not know and will cut him in pieces and assign him a place Mm. with the unbelievers. Come on. and that slave who knew his master's will and did not get ready or act in accord with his will will receive many lashes but the one who did not know it and committed deeds worthy of a flogging will receive but few from everyone who has been given much much will be given required sorry and to whom they, they entrusted much of him they will ask all the more I think that was it right yeah.
1: so much in there Luke oh my gosh there was like a, just like about 50 sermons.
0: So, till 14 who appointed me a judge? Christ refused, refused to assume the position of judge in this secular matter. What? Mm. What did you just say?
1: Briarie said it. Tell my brother to divide inheritance with me. And so, the Lord's response to the whining
0: um 35 be dressed in readiness the long flowing outer robe had to be tucked into a belt before traveling or working the idea is be ready
1: can I jump back yeah um my it's not my commentary but the parable break it down to modern day uh in 16 through 21 about the um man I'm 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 so rich now I had such good crops I gotta build bigger I gotta build bigger because I got so much And when you were reading that, for whatever reason, I'm not quite sure why, but I had this sudden flash of the news recently on all these um, Bitcoin farms. I don't know if you've seen this. Mm -mm. But people like in the desert and other remote places are building these giant barns, these steel buildings, and it houses nothing but computers running 24-7 to mine Bitcoin. Now, I don't understand the whole thing, but the more you mine, the more you get, and the richer you become, even though it's all vapor. Don't email me. I don't care. But the the nature of this is so greedy. Because you're actually not doing anything. You're not providing anything to anybody. You're just doing this weirdness, but One thing that is happening is they're burning through a whole lot of electricity. And that's an issue. But when it says here, what should I do for... I don't have anywhere I can gather in my crops. And I'll do this. I'll tear down my barns and build bigger ones. These guys started with a laptop in their living room. And now they have a barn that's 150 feet by 250 feet. And is full to the rafters with computers. And I love this part. When it says... Soul, you've many possessions sorted for many years. I am set. Time to party. And I have seen that message given so much on social media recently. And then when God says, this night your life is demanded of you. And the things which you have prepared, who's going to get those? Because tonight you're mine. Man, do not store for your treasures here, guys. Be Be good stewards with with your wealth. Be good stewards with the ability to make money. But if you are going to totally trust in that, you will find out very quickly that it's not something from the Lord. That's all I want to say it just really struck me. So, that was all my heart. On my heart.
0: You good? Um, other note was 36. Mm-hmm. When he returns from the wedding feast, the groom first had supper with his friends then went to the house of his bride to claim her then returned to his own house. Although it might be quite late, he expected his servants to be waiting and ready for him. The second watch was from 9 p.m. to midnight, the third from midnight to 3 a.m. There is no place for slothful ease in the life of a believer while waiting for the return of the Lord. Oh, man. Why do you got to knock on sloths? still, you know.
1: We love sloths, baby.
0: Yeah. Anyway. So the master might be late, but... Jewish weddings
1: Jewish weddings in the Bible. Oh, I kinda
0: wish we would have had a Jewish
1: wedding. That sounds like fun. A lot of partying going on there. I love the analogy. You know I love that. That's why I call you bride. That's why I call you bride. Because Mm -hmm. someday I want to do I I do want to talk about that of the whole bridegroom thing. It's very important to me. Um, man, I feel good. I feel really good. I know you're you're starting to you're fading here a little bit, but God is so good and my heart is so full. I'm with you. And if you are listening to this and you are with your spouse, you're with your bride, you're with your bridegroom, oh, guys, look over at them and just know that God has blessed your life. We clearly do not know where you're at in your walk together. You guys might be in a place that's struggling, might be strained right now. You might not be your favorite people. Mm. Uh, We're going to encourage you, please give grace and continue reading the word of God. You may not even realize, like, Mark, David has nothing to do with our marriage. No, David really doesn't have anything to do with your marriage when he's just, you know, killing people all over the place. <laughs> but God has everything to do with your marriage.
0: Well, and we can learn from David. We can, we can learn talk. about humility.
1: and We can learn from Ezekiel that if we're like a mirror of Israel and we're not allowing God, Yahweh, to be Yahweh. And we're having idols that we've tucked away into our hearts. He's he's not part of that. He can't be part of your own heart if you're if you're holding back, if you're putting idols in there. I'ma say it. I'ma say it. Can I name some idols? Um or should I just go?
0: You can I'm not gonna say it. You can do whatever you want. I'm, I'm just, just saying I there's gotta... some
1: there's some Christian idols that we need to watch out for. We watch out the way that we are pushing things that are not scripture into our into our Christian walk every day. If you're not starting with scripture in your day and you're starting with something more along the lines of Enneagram, toss it. That is not from God, I'll tell you right now. That is a practice that is not leading you to Christ. Reading this book that he left for us will always, always, always lead you to Christ. We wanna bless your marriage right now and let's just close us in prayer. Real quick, I just want to pray a blessing over marriage. Father, we thank you that you have given us the institution of marriage, the blessing of being one. And we are grateful to be yours, your children, your sons and daughters. And we are grateful for the role of bridegroom and bride. We are thankful that, Jesus, you are the great bridegroom, and you leave us such a model. I pray for every man listening to this who is a husband, that their hearts would be turned to like be like yours. For their bride, as you are for the church. May it be nothing short of that, that we take hold of that responsibility. I just want to specifically pray for the men tonight, Lord, that you would cause them to see their brides as you see the church. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you all. Remember, if you want to get a hold of us, you can do it by email, Andrea and Mark A at gmail.com, A N D R E A N M A R K A. At gmail.com. We love you guys. Thanks so much for being part of this. I'm Mark. I'm the guy.
0: I'm Andrea. I'm the bride.
1: And we've read the Bible. Bye.